Decaholics, good morning and welcome to Saturday, March 4th, 2023. This is episode 119 for you. And um, yeah, we're live. We're live. We're live. We're live. Lies. 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 Thought I'd do something really interesting here. Um, Gotta keep in mind here that every single day in any type of world and aspect, especially if you're in a... um, how do you say professional setting or a uh, musical standpoint, a career standpoint of uh, professional sports or entertainment? Okay, there's always a date in history because, especially when it comes to music, that you have the band members. So last week we celebrated Rob Trujillo and his tenure with the band, and then this week it's even bigger. How can it be bigger than one of the band members? Well. Yesterday, March 3rd, Master of Puppets celebrated its 37th birthday, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to do something that we never did thus far, because it would have been cliche, right, to come on here and give you guys the lyrics and break down Master of Puppets for you, because it's Master of Puppets. Well, Twitter Universe is speaking, Deacon and Co. Show, that is on Twitter, Thank you all for the participants, and I'll have those results for you next week. But I want to know what the best or second best song off of Master of Puppets is, in your opinion, because we all know Master of Puppets is the best song off the album. (laughs) Master of Puppets. So I want to know what your thoughts are. Um, Me, I'm not going to reveal what I think is the best song on the album until next week. Um, as well, uh, but if Master of Puppets wasn't Master of Puppets, but the uh, significance of the album, especially on me, all right, and uh, let's let's get into this, um, you know, before we continue on and, you know, stray off to the topics, things just happen the way they happen sometimes, and I, I kind of um, live my life on a different schedule than most people, so when you turn around and, and you make a phone call to a good friend of yours and a big shout out, who's one of our birthday shout outs, um, Chris Mason, Tattoo, Livewire, Beacon Arts, texted him and said, hey buddy, you have any cancellations or anything, let's see if we can get the Puppets piece uh, completed or at least get some more progress on the Master of Puppets leg sleeve. Obviously, you see how much the album means to me. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, can you come in tomorrow? Sure. Now, he's a busy guy, big Metallica fan, and... Um, I'm pretty sure he knew, because when I told him, he smiled. Um, like, yeah, Deacon, you don't think I knew this? <laughs> but uh, ironically, we tattooed yesterday on Master of Puppets' 37th birthday, and we continued on the Master of Puppets' leg sleeve. Uh, one one should be about one more session left. And I don't rush. I don't ask questions along the lines. I just ask him how many sessions that we have left or, or whatnot, because, um, you know, I leave him to do the artwork. All right. For those who have seen me live in person, for those who have met me, and for those who will get to meet me, anything that you see is done by him. Anything that was not done by him, with the exception of one piece, is covered. <laughs> yes, no joke. So the work he does is great. Um, when you see the detail and the attention that are in this actual leg sleeve, um, I don't question again that I have to go again that it could have been done in this amount of time or that amount of time because he's the artist. And he took a vision 
that is just fucking insane and and made it look like this thing is alive on my leg this is just insane so i'll have some pictures up for you when it's fully done i have progression work that the uh swelling in the skin needs to heal before i can show you guys um the excellence of this but moving forward there thank you once again if anybody's looking for a tattoo and i'm going to be honest with you all right you got to turn around and, and you you have to think that you know whether you look at tattoos in a way of like you know like all right yeah i'm just gonna get one or whatnot so yeah everybody does that right so i've had some tattoos obviously that had to be covered up or whatnot um not not because of the simple you know fact that they were bad or anything like that it's just because my body grew you know i worked out as a kid my body grew so now it, it does to me I, I like people that i love to look at people's tattoos uh, you know i'm not going to comment on people's tattoos like they do on mine because i think it's fucking annoying but um you know appreciate the compliments and you know you can always turn around and you can always you know say you know well why'd you get them then well i didn't get them for you to look at i got them for me and after a certain point of the people that come on you know that come not come on but see me in the stores and this and that and the um you know the concerts and everything like that like yeah that's different that's cool you know like if you're you know but like randomly just anybody i'll be walking and uh just people comment and stuff on it which is which is great but i can't see getting a tattoo in 2023 that's not a sleeve um i have two half sleeves and a full sleeve and i'm gonna have my whole back done i, I cannot see that just just because of the way that the art is the ink is the, the talent of these art tattoo artists out there and you know i i can honestly say i don't i know that you know mr mason has a whole bunch of clients that are like me um i, I don't i just tell him what i want and he does it he takes the vision he puts the vision to the paper puts the paper to the mind nope not good okay great how does one put a paper to the mind well, you draw something out. You don't have to draw the full detail of what it is. Puts it up to the light. Takes the power from the paper, the mind, and his natural ability and skill as what needs to get done and this and that. So when it comes to like Metallica pieces or when it comes to like superhero pieces and stuff like that, there's a lot more detail in it than just drawing Mickey Mouse on somebody's arm, which he could make a fucking killer Mickey Mouse. If there ever was a killer, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is the man. He's an icon. You can't say he's a killer. But um, the detail in, in just the album cover, take a look at all the album cover stuff that goes on in there is on my leg. And it's it's difficult. And it's, and it's you got to be a talented individual for that. So you guys are looking to get something done. Check him out on Instagram, Chris Mason Tattoo. Or stop in one of the shops, um, like I had mentioned Beacon Tattoo, West Babylon, New York, and also Livewire Arts in West Islip. Anybody looking for further more detail, you can reach out directly to him on Instagram, Chris Mason Tattoo, and he will definitely help you guys out and direct you in the direction of a good tattoo. But uh, enough with the tattoos. That this uh, just a celebration of how I celebrated Master of Puppets. So the real reason why we're here today, let's just get it out of the way because you knew it was going to happen. So here we go. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, 
Happy birthday, Master of Puppets. Happy birthday to you. Bam, bam, bam. So, what way did you guys spend Master of Puppets Day yesterday? Um, celebrating the album, I hope. A lot of, a lot of things crack me up at times. Especially to big shout-outs to dear friend of the Deacon & Co. show, Mel, who says something out of the ordinary to me yesterday, and I'm bringing it to everybody's attention because I think it's one of the greatest things ever. So I sent Mel over the Hypnotizing Power uh, documentary a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, and he loved it, blown away. It was one of the greatest documentaries ever uh, on Master of Puppets. So if you guys haven't checked it out, again, you know, this is a repeat uh command or repeat um recommendation rather command being obey your master you see what i did there you guys you're like a command that that's how it rolls here pulling your strings uh not on this one though um the only way you'd be pulling strings would be to control the little puppet's arm to put it inside of your phone or your streaming device hypnotizing power if you haven't seen it breaks down master of puppets and the actual Eight songs that are on there, which of course we all know, Battery, Master of Puppets, The Thing That Should Not Be, Welcome Home Sanitarium, Disposable Heroes, Lepa Messiah, Orion, and Damage Incorporated. So, Mel says to me, for the appreciation of the band, I am going to go to work today and I am going to blast this concert that I sent to him, which was... The 20th anniversary Master of Puppets uh, anniversary show in Germany on the Metallica Mondays. Top five show for me of all time. I wasn't there, um, but you can understand the caliber of show that this is. If I'm telling you that a top five Metallica show was not, that I was not attended is in my top five. Yeah, this is a big show. So he says to me that he's going to blast it on the Dolby surround. And, and I can only imagine... Um, what it was like yesterday, 86-inch screen, just watching these guys, it just I can only imagine. And Mel made me laugh because it just proves the simple fact of when, when you're listening to a podcast, right? And I'm sure that a lot of people came on listening to this show for different reasons, whether you're a friend, a family member, um, somebody who's interested in Metallica, somebody who's interested in football, somebody who's interested in sports, or somebody who just likes the way that the show flows, um, this is this is somebody who, Mel is one of the most talented and one of the most educated people when it comes to music, and um, was a DJ, and I mean, just, you talk about like, you know, somebody who just knows, you know, just and grew up and lived with this stuff, and I, I just, I've almost at a point feel bad the fact that like people come on later in life to listening to certain music. Um, with me, there's some people that I wish that I could have gotten to see that I came on later in life. Um, that, like obviously like the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan, just, just to name a few um, that I wish I could have seen. And, and you guys all had the opportunities to go and see them. Um, just imagine if Mel was a Metallica fan growing up the way that he loves the Rolling Stones and Def Leppard and the Beatles, uh, Led Zepps. Uh, imagine that. Imagine how many times Mel would have seen his band over the years. Um, he's very, very, very uh, passionate about the music itself. And now a lot of people understood 
what I was saying from the get-go. So thank you, Mel. That made my day yesterday, too. Um, I hope you did enjoy the concert. One thing about this, this Master of Puppets 20th Anniversary Tour, um, it's a good set list, but remember how I always spoke to you guys about how you follow up and how you do certain things on a set list? Um, yet there wasn't an opportunity to do this because the band played the, the album in its entirety, starting from Battery to finishing off with Damage Incorporated in the middle of the show. So I do believe there were five songs played before and then went down to the eight songs and then went for some cool encores. Um, best show that I've ever seen Metallica do a set list for, I'm not going to lie to you guys, it's the Yankee Stadium um, Big Four Tour. Metallica had to bring it. They knew they were the best band there, and uh, they, they completely destroyed Yankee Stadium. Um, the loudness of the crowd, the uh, atmosphere itself was great. And we know a couple people that have um, have attended that show, and, and I mean, just you know, I, I don't, I can't tell you. Uh, um, it's not many times in my life where I could sit there and I could say to you guys, well, you know, I, I'd give this up or I'd, I'd would do anything to be there. Well, I wouldn't give anything up to have been at that show. Thinking about it, what I would have done is I would have I would have given I would have turned around and and I would have paid anything to be there. All right, I would say anything because I wouldn't given have given up anything that I've already seen or witnessed. Um, but. If you want to say, what would you give up? Because that's kind of a shitty cop-out answer. I would give up something in the future. Something big in the future. It's like a conditional draft pick. <laughs> and if the show is not a bust, which it wasn't, then I would give up something that was a hardcore um, show to see there. But uh, nevertheless, uh, following up with that, I, this the set list itself, get a chance to check out these Metallica Mondays. You're driving, you put it on. It's on they're all on YouTube. You go down the list, there's 23 of them, and you just check out, you know, the different set lists and the different crowds and everything else. There are, I would say, probably, every show on there is great to me, but I would say that there probably is really seven or eight out of the 24 are really, any of those can be arguably their best performance, and then that's a lot, okay? So every one of the performances was great, um, but eight out of the 24, you can arguably say that was their best performance. So awesome. One other note I wanted to bring up before we get into that. And, uh, once again, thank you, Mel, for that. Cause I uh, can only imagine walking in. If I walked into a store and we'll leave this note at this, if I walked into a store, a retail store, and somebody was blasting that concert, I would instantly go back to that store every fucking time just because they did that. See, that's how you get people in that are fans of certain things. Um, we had a uh, couple of comments about last week's episode about a couple of things that I may have said or may have not said that had been or not been true. Well, we're going to break that down right now. I appreciate that somebody brought this to my attention. So Dimitri, one of our big fans of the show, he says, I'm a new decaholic. This is the email. I am a new decaholic, and I just wanted to correct you that Rob Trujillo did not come on Insane Anger. Well, we do know that Bob Rock did play the bass on there, but, Dimitri, I'm sorry to say, who was with the band when they started the tour? Uh, Rob Trujillo. So that would mean that he came on Insane Anger, being the Insane Anger tour was his first tour. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you knowing the knowledge of the band as well. 
Um, but if I, I did leave out that Bob Rock was on base as well on this for the uh, last week's topic of the bassist of Metallica with uh, with um, Jason Newstead and with uh, also with Rob Trujillo. So, yeah, he came on four albums each. Speaking of Newstead, happy birthday to Jason Newstead today. It's his birthday today. Um also, we'll get the birthday shout-outs out of the way. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Mr. Mason had a big birthday. Uh, our good buddy Phil the Pirate, working on some new music, okay? He's going to be coming on as a guest in a couple of weeks. We're, 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 we're going to plan this or try to coordinate this when he has the new single coming out because you know that Phil is going to go on and play it live for all Decaholics, which was awesome when he did that a couple of times that he's been on the show thus far. Return, repeat offender, and big decaholic, good friend of mine, Phil the Pirate, happy birthday. Uh, my nephew Jackson had a big birthday, five years old, and I'm going to say this on air because I'm really comfortable about saying shit, and I don't really don't care at this point because it's kids, and it's all about the kids, okay? But I just want to take a moment here, Pat Riley himself in the house. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, it's not Pat Riley, that's Deacon himself. Got my first win as uh, head coach of the first and second grade Rockets. We uh, crushed the Mavericks on Sunday for our first win of the season. But here, that's not even the cool part about that, all right? The cool part about that is the real Lakers played, we're the Rockets, but the real Lakers in real life, Los Angeles Lakers, played the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday, down by 27, and came back and won that shit. <laughs> So, I got to beat the Mavericks twice in one day. Excellent work. But, um, yeah, hats off to the guys. Uh, another game this afternoon. All right? And it's funny because we are playing the Lakers. And uh, they happened to lose last night. <laughs> so, I, I don't have to worry about wearing any Lakers stuff. Because usually I wear my Lakers stuff. Um, even if it's like a red. Like, I have a, a couple of red shirts and then red shorts and stuff, but I still wear the purple and gold hat. Like, I can't, I'm not a Rockets fan. I'm a fucking Lakers fan. And and, and it's tough because the, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this in topic two here, but the wall is growing. So, like, it, it's it's really the breakdown for it, you know, and it's going to be great. So we'll break it down for you after in topic two. I'm excited about that one. But um, these guys, they got their win. And uh, the, the crazy thing about this is, is that my nephew Jackson, he just turned five. So this is a league where... Six and seven, I guess, are the earliest that you can get these guys in. So, in, in when I grew up, you'd have to wait till middle school to play for a town. So, this is like a CYO recreational league, and they play somewhere else. So, every every town around us, or even if you probably live far away, well, if you heard about the league, you sign up, you want to get the kids involved in basketball, that's how it rolls. So, the, the crazy thing about this is that I don't have enough players uh, to play each week because we had a couple issues with, um, there was some classes that needed to be taken from some of the coaches. Uh, I'm not going to get into too much detail about this, but they were very disturbing classes and it was things about pedophilia and protecting, uh, children and stuff like that. So the, I, they didn't take it. They split up, they were, or merged the other teams. Uh, so they gave me some couple of players late in the season. Plus I just had people that never showed up. They didn't care. They paid the money to have these kids in the league and whatever. So I didn't have enough players. And I told, uh, Jackson's mother, who's my sister, uh, let him come with me from day one. And so I could teach them both at the same time, both of my nephews. 
So she's like, oh, no, no, he's, he's, he can't go, he can't go. Well, who says? I, I'm, I'm the coach. Like, I'm telling you, you he can come. But he doesn't come. So I don't have enough players one day, and it's, it's second game of the season. And I turn around, and I go, hey, Jackson. And he's like, yeah, Uncle Deacon. I go, come on, let's go. Go and get a uniform, go in that bag, put it on, let's go. He put on that uniform, he stepped on the court, Deacoholics, and I kid you not, in the two games that Jackson has played thus far, no, three, sorry, um, the first two games, nobody scored a basket on his unit. This kid, at this time, remember, he was four, because he just turned five. He's all over the floor, he's going, he's doing his thing, and nobody scored on that unit. So it was, uh, he, I moved him up, I had to put him in on the first unit for one time um, as a sub, and they gave up two baskets in there. Not, not his fault, it happens, you're playing against the best kids, you know, the other team's best kids, it happens. But he is the leader of that second unit, and I gotta tell you, I mean, he's five years old, and he's housing the kids that are seven and six. Yeah, it's insane, I've been teaching these kids since they're young, how to play this game. And now, it was awesome because I took them and I basically gave them every possible angle of where a rebound would come from. I was throwing the ball at the back of the backboard. They were catching it. And it was insane because now, in the next game that comes, my nephew Braden, who has no coordination whatsoever in the first two games, comes out and throws up a double-double. Like he would have had a triple-double if he scored more than one basket, which, congratulations is his first points ever, which is great, awesome shot, but the kid is throwing up rebounds. Like he's getting rebounds like unbelievable. All because it takes the time just to teach these guys. And that's always how I feel about children being in sports. You get them involved in sports at a young age, then they'll stay off the streets. They'll be, you know, um, away from the drugs and the bullshit. Sometimes, if you're lucky, right, you, that happens. Sometimes on the other end of aspects, they love sports and they love drugs. Hum, hum. So, <laughs> you get the best of both worlds sometimes, right? No, it usually doesn't work like that. But, um, you know, it, just to, I do it for the kids. Uh, I do it so that way, you know, that there's other kids on the team that are, like, in, um, you know, uh, different situations. Everybody's in a different situation. And if I could turn around and I can, you know, make these kids' day by making them laugh, and, you know, that's all I do. I'm teaching them. Like, the kids actually listen, and that's the greatest feeling about it. I got a group of guys now who, every one of them, as I'm walking out, they open up their car door before their parents are leaving, and they're, bye, Coach Deacon! I have one of my little guys turn around, and he says to me, he goes, Coach, I made my parents watch the game. They had no idea what this game was about. You told me the Eagles were going to win. What happened? <laughs> What a pisser. Are you kidding me? I just walked out of the house for the first time in three weeks, and this is what you fucking say to me. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. But uh, they, they really are a good group of kids, and uh, I, I look forward to this afternoon's game. And uh, you'll see what happens from there. So there's the birthday shout-outs. We've got sports day, uh, sports updates coming up in just a second, and we got our Met News, all right? So... Did something crazy with the Met News. We'll get into that. We also had the release this week of If Darkness Had a Son is the new song that was released. We're going to play that for you in just a little bit. And uh, a good hot take, which we kind of all knew was coming. But that's okay. So, that being said, 
We got a quick sports update, and we're just on the brink of March Madness, so this is going to be insane. If you guys get a chance to fill out your brackets, uh, do that. I don't do a March, uh, March Madness bracket for the Deacon and Co. show because I don't know how many of you are um, big college basketball fans. So if you guys want me to do one, deaconandcoshow at gmail.com so we can all compete together, let me know. And if I get enough people that enjoy college basketball, then I'll start one and we'll do it together. But we got some matinees going on. Actually, as a matter of fact, a shitload of matinees today. Five. So starting off at 1230, the Detroit Red Wings are playing the New York Islanders on Long Island. The Rangers are traveling to play Boston in the original six matchup at one o'clock. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, wow, sorry, got ahead of myself there. I'm waiting for football. Tampa Bay Lightning, just kidding. Playing the Buffalo Bills, uh, see, down, now I wasn't kidding because I said Buffalo Bills. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning traveling to the Buffalo Sabres, going to be a high-scoring good game. That's also 1230. Uh, now we're going to little stages in the afternoon, a little later stages. Uh, we have the Colorado Avalanche traveling to the Dallas Stars. Pittsburgh Penguins are playing the Florida Panthers in Sunrise, Florida. Washington out in the tank playing San Jose. Uh, then we have the Edmonton Oilers traveling to Winnipeg. Ladies and gentlemen, decoholics of all ages, hockey night in Canada. Columbus traveling to Ottawa. Toronto and Vancouver, double hockey night in Canada. What is going on? Nashville and Chicago, Minnesota and Calgary, and the St. Louis Blues traveling to the Red Hot LA Kings, and uh, that'll be later on in the nightcap there. Hoops, 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 where it at, right? Well, I'll tell you where it's at. Today, this afternoon, not many games. Five o'clock, Toronto Raptors traveling to the Washington Wizards. Detroit Pistons traveling to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Atlanta Hawks going to the Miami Heat. Houston Rockets. Not the real Rockets, because the real Rockets play at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Houston Rockets traveling to the San Antonio Spurs. Philadelphia 76ers on the ABC Showcase of the Week, traveling to Milwaukee and Minnesota and Sacramento Kings. Close it off tonight. Um, yeah, we're getting, like I had mentioned, we're getting close into the March Madness. And, um, you know, it, you, you got to think about it from this perspective here, man. Like, you know... It, You've got so many Cinderella stories that could happen. And, you know, I look at things like, you know, when you're turning around and, and, you, and you're playing these games, right? And this is, this is really honestly the only way that I could turn around and really break down anything that makes any type of sense inside of my head. All right? So the crazy thing about this is that you, you turn around and you're favored by, its, let's say, 33 points. All right, all right, this is not football, all right? This is basketball. You're favored by 33 points in college basketball. You're on the road in another team's home. I don't care if they won one game or if they won 30. You're not winning that game by that spread. So anything could happen at any time, all right? So we turn around here, and we are also in now week three of the XFL season, all right, we had uh, no Thursday night game this week, so this week we have the, and this is going to go on uh, tonight, and then you have three games tomorrow, all right, so one game today, you got the Seattle Sea Dragons traveling to the Vegas Vipers, the St. Louis Battlehawks are going to the D.C. Defenders tomorrow at 1 p.m., 
Then the Orlando Guardians are heading to the Arlington Renegades, and that should be four. And then the nightcaps for, I guess, what they want to do Sunday Night Football, the San Antonio Brahmas are heading to the Houston Rednecks. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out the XFL, all right, um, I'm still watching it. That's why I brought it to everybody's attention because it's, it's kind of cool, all right? It really is. So um, these guys, every single game thus far except for one game was uh, cover on the over. So it, it, they're giving you points. They're, just not, they're not giving you a lot of points. If they're setting the overs at 36.5, that's not really a high-scoring game. I hate to break it to you all. But take a, take a look. Let me know what you think. I still haven't found my team yet. I don't know if I will this year, but it is what it is. Now, excuse me. Moving forward, early. I haven't had my coffee yet. Hopefully there was no mistakes like last week. We had a, I was listening back after, and I said, I was going so fast at one point there. Let me slow it down myself because I forgot that Deacon and Kosho had a website when I said DeaconandKosho.com. <laughs> so apologies about that. Um, Met News, viewing party for the album. So I came on here and I was making some jokes like, yeah, like I don't know who would do a viewing party, this or that. But big shout-outs to a big Decaholic, uh, Vanessa VCAV came on Deacon and Co. show last year in November. One of the people that we travel with when we see the band um, says, hey, listen, I don't know if you're interested in, in going, but like a whole bunch of us are going. So we are going uh, global uh, premiere for season 72 seasons for Metallica. It's the worldwide listening party. And it's uh, one night only on Thursday, April 13th. So we're in this, what they were saying is like kind of like a, a movie theater. I've never been to this place. Uh, but I, from the pictures, and pictures are very deceiving sometimes. There's like a full bar restaurant at this place. So this should be good. Uh, I'm going to see the band, see some friends. Uh, here, here the, uh, well, not I guess there's going to be something in store for this night. But didn't think I was going to do it. There is some still tickets available left all over in select theaters all across the country. So you go on Metallica.com and you'll be able to spot somewhere that will direct you to see if you'll be able to see this if you're interested in doing so. I've never done something like this before, but am I going to consider this a concert? No, but this is, this is something cool to do that may, may be like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity type of deal. Um, what else? Uh, new song got released. All right, if Darkness Had a Sun. I'm going to play that for you guys in a few seconds. And uh, you guys let me know what you think about it. Uh, we still, you know, have a couple more, I believe. I have one more or two more that's going to be released from this. All right. Um, at, at this point, you know, maybe, you know, it's me. April 14th is, you know, a couple days away. Or you're not a couple, but, you know, you're talking less than 40 days away. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, the thoughts on the album itself, um, I don't know. This is, Maybe this is why they're doing this tour in two nights. Um, this is one that I didn't like. Uh, this is one I didn't enjoy at all. Um, it's It's got a black album type of feel to it. Um, and it's more along the lines of, um, you know, as soon as it, instantly when you hear about it, it's like uh, one of those scenarios that I had spoken about with you guys where I said sometimes if the lyrics don't match, the instrumentals. Well, this is one of those type of scenarios. So take a listen here for yourselves. This is If Darkness Had a Sun, the new single from 72 Seasons, Metallica's new album. Here it is.
there it was. Well, I was just kidding when I said I didn't like it because that song just wanted to throw you guys off there a little bit because you, you turn around and you're like, well, what song isn't Deacon going to come on here and like, especially if it's a new Metallica song? But I'll tell you this. When you first hear this song, the first thing you think of is, oh, no, not another St. Anger. <laughs> Trash can drum beats off in the start, okay? Then it goes into something that we heard prior from Hardwired to Self-Destruct. The lyrics, the sound, this is modern Metallica. This is in vintage old school Metallica. Love the song. Think the song is great. And um, I think on the scenario of which you'd have to take this hot take of screaming suicide or if darkness had a sun. I think in a sense, when listening to this, right, over the course of the first three songs that come off, I feel that the lyrics don't match the sound with Screaming Suicide. This, If Darkness Had a Sun, is a great instrumental song, and I think the song sounds great, to be honest with you. It's very melodic, definitely a catchy tune, and I can definitely see this being played, though I'm sure it's going to be played at the... the um, at the uh, new tour, um, at least, you know, at least every show you're going to hear this. So, you know, obviously, one city, one show in every city, you're going to hear this song. Instantly, when I first heard this song, I thought of Black Album as well. I thought of My Friend of Misery. I thought of, like, so many different aspects of this. But this has its own specialness about this. Um, and there it was, If Darkness Had a Sun. Bringing us down into topic number two here because sports update. This should be like topic number nine here since we spoke already for 40 minutes. Holy shit. Um, collections. Now, I've been bringing it up, uh, you know, about certain things. I want to know what you guys collect. Deacon and Kosho at gmail.com. Um, me, I don't really know what I collect. I collect toys. I like toys. Um, I like signs. I like clocks. I like things along those lines. I'm not into the vinyl club yet. Um, but I got some sick pieces and, uh, I have, the, the wall is growing. The wall always grows. It's not going to stop. It's just being a fan is. And I, it, I guess it could put me in the category of a collector. I, I don't know. I have, I have nice pieces. I have pieces that are wall decorators or home decor that aren't like, you know, collectible pieces. They have all that, but I have 18 pieces for the Laker wall, 17 for the charger wall, 14 for the Ranger wall. Um, 11 for the Eagles, and 9 for Metallica. Um, just because there's 9 for Metallica doesn't mean that I don't love the band. Just don't have that much room when it comes to like Metallica stuff. It's not really the same type of um, home decor that there is with collecting stuff. What I mean by that is you have signed posters, signed frame pictures, this, that... You know, there's not much just plain kind of stuff that's real out there. And that's the difference between buying stuff that's real and buying stuff that's fake, obviously, and whatnot. But I want to know what you guys collect. I bring this up because I had an issue going on uh, where uh, a clock that I had bought a long, long time ago had broke. And it, it still worked, but it was just uh, having some issues with... Um, one of like the hands I had to you know have to fix it it's you know it needs a repair or whatever and it's not worth the repair or me to try to attempt to break it so yeah well then no it's not it does not Deacon it's broken all right well I'm sorry all right well to me it still works <laughs> so I left it on the wall and moved it into a different spot and I bought a clock 
Now, I can't favor one team over another, and that's just not the way I roll, because, you know, people ask me all the time, like, just these numbers that I just read to you, that they don't mean just because I only have 9 and 11 pieces for the Eagles and, and Metallica that they're not my favorite, or they're not up there. It's just these uh, pieces that I've collected over the years. So... At this point, I thought in my mind, if I buy another Lakers clock, because this was a Lakers clock, then I'm going to have to turn around and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to have to justify the people that I'm a bigger Laker fan than the other three. And it's not. They're equal. Okay. So I turn around and I bought four clocks. <laughs> I bought a uh, Ranger clock. I bought a Laker clock. I bought a Charger clock. And I bought an Eagle clock. I bought them all from the same company. So... The funny thing about it is three of the clocks work and I get the Ranger clock doesn't work. I send it back, they send me another one. Ranger clock doesn't work again. So now for the for this time, I turned around and I just said, um what you know am I going to do now? Because I'm looking on this and I'm like three hundred, four hundred dollars for a fucking clock. I'm not trying to spend that kind of money on a fucking clock. So I found a nice clock that ended up being like ten or fifteen dollars more, um, with some discounts and codes and stuff. It ended up costing uh, nothing, but um, it's a it's a neon light up Ranger one. It's got a pull string and it just blinks or it just lights up solid neon. You don't need any other lights on in the, in in the apartment if this is on. I'm telling you, this thing is so bright. It's so cool. It really is just such a cool thing. Um, so. I turned around and I had some collections and, you know, what, what's the next steps, uh, next wave of the collection? Well, you know, um, I want to get into, you know, because I'm shortly leaving my current um, place of residence. So I, I, when that happens, you know, there's a lot of things there, okay, where collect. Crash Bandicoot toys, Freddy Krueger collectibles, um, Indiana Jones stuff, all kinds of cool action figures and stuff that, that, you know, cross my path or, you know, that I think is cool. I rescue toys. So when my nephews break toys, okay, um, or like if they try to like throw them out or something, which is kind of dumb. Um, there's so many kids out there that are so underprivileged in other places that toys can be donated and just take a you know, um, a clean white rag or a fucking Lysol wipe, wipe the toys down and you can donate them. And I mean, it's just crazy. So I take stuff out of the garbage. Like when I see them throwing stuff out or like, you know, like little happy meal toys and stuff like that, because you don't know what's going to happen when that shit is valuable or whatnot. So reason being, uh, you know, I had something really cool. I came across in my path along this time. So retail therapy helps you get through when you're in a tough spot. And I was in a tough spot a couple of weeks ago with these fucking eagles and some other personal stuff that has been going on. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a Joe Boo. I got a Joe Boo. It's authenticated. Uh, Joe Boo from the movie Major League. So I got a Joe Boo. And I waited for this thing for a very long time. I bought this thing in September. Um, or I think I ordered it in September. I'm pretty sure they took the money in September and they, they let me know that they... Um, it was in, and it was just crazy. Joe Boo from Major League. We all know Harry Doyle's made a couple guest appearances on the Deacon and Coach show, but just a bit outside. Joe Boo, very bad, still Joe Boo's rum. He's a witch doctor, for those that don't know. Watch the movie Major League with Charlie Sheen uh, and Wesley Snipes, uh, Corbin Bernstein. I can give you the rest of the cast, but 
excellent job there. Uh, well done for that 80s classic. And, um, you know, it's just... Joe Boo is, you know, it's one of these guys that I've always wanted to have, and I got an opportunity to get him, and I got him. So, like, what do you guys collect? I want to know. DeaconandCoachTo at gmail.com. And like I said, the, the, where does the next wave of the collection go? Well, I want to get some Indiana Jones stuff. They got some really nice pieces out there, and I want to get some stuff, you know, movie props and a couple of things. And, that, and that's from far away. I got one last thing that I need to purchase myself, and that's going to be the ultimate. That's going to be the... Um, that's going to be the painkiller. No Judas Priest. Puns intended there. It's a great album and great song. Um, I want the uh, the Metallica pinball machine and uh, to add to the arcade. So I've been kind of building this up in my mind. And nobody sees it coming. Nobody, uh, you know, Nay doesn't see it coming. My family doesn't see it coming. But I've been building up the arcade. And when I get the house, I'll have enough space to get the Metallica pinball machine. The updated version now has, I believe, eight or 11 songs that when you're playing pinball, you hit it up a certain alleyway, then you hear dance, 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 dance. Like, yeah, that's fucking cool. You know, it's a little pricey, 10 grand, but that's fine. I could, uh, you know, finance the thing for $89 a month if that's an option. But, you know, Super Bowl next uh, couple of years, save it up. <laughs> One shot deal, pay it out, <laughs> whatever you do. I just, the the problem of now of where I am is I have the arcade set up where they're just stand up machines. It's nothing like a pinball machine that's valuable of glass and everything else that could break. So it's only going to be moved once. So when I get in there um, to my new place of residence, um, yeah, that's going to be my first present to myself. So we'll take it from there. But, um, DeaconandCoachJo at gmail.com. I want to know what your collections are. It doesn't matter. Anything that people collect and they find that is a hobby of theirs or they're finding that they love something so much that they want to start collecting it. Some people used to collect Beanie Babies. Some people collect, you know, um, uh, Matchbox cars. Some people collect vinyl. Some people collect plates. So, you know, just you know what to do. Email let me know what your thoughts are and we'll share that next week because I think that's kind of cool. I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Now, bringing us down into our last topic of the day here, Master of Puppets Breakdown. Yeah, I told you this could have been cliche. I could have turned around and I, I could have uh, just spoke about Master of Puppets and bore you all to death. But so many different sides of Metallica, so many great things that come from the band, so many great songs and great lyrics and, and whatnot. So here you go, all right? We'll break it down for you. I want to share a song with you. All right. I'm going to break it down for you by verse so that way you can understand what the words are being said during this. All right. In case you didn't know already. All right. So as I mentioned multiple times over the course of this show, Battery, Master of Puppets, The Thing That Should Not Be, Welcome Home, Sanitarium, Disposable Heroes, Lepa Messiah, Orion, and Damage Incorporated. My very first Metallica show at the Apollo Theater, I was blessed and lucky to see Lepa Messiah. So many things that we talk about in the religious aspect, the political aspect, and Metallica does it so well. So, we're going to break down Lepa Messiah for you on the 37th anniversary of Master of Puppets. Track number six here for you all, alright? And um, Lepa Messiah, very, very strong, very strong song. Um... I'm a fan of this song, and being uh, uh, that I got to see it my first show ever 
blown away. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to give you a treat here at Decoholics. I'm going to give you the regular version when we break it down together. And then right after, I'm going to let you hear the live rendition of when I heard it, like the same way I heard it my very first time at the Apollo Theater. So here we are now. Let's go. Spineless from the start. Sucked into the part. Circus comes to town. You play the lead clown. Please, please, spreading his disease. Living by his story. Knees, knees, falling to your knees. Suffer for his glory. You will. Time for lust. Time for lie. Time to kiss your life goodbye. Send me money, send me green. Heaven you will meet. Make a contribution and you'll get the better seat. Bow to Lepa Messiah. Wow. Yeah. Um, starts off with a couple of uh, cymbals, hi-hats coming in there. Different than what you would hear earlier in the album when you hear it. Um, great way to start the actual lyrics of this song. What are we talking about here? Where is the Messiah here? But uh, check it out. Absolutely. Why not? So, what what is the Messiah? What can it be? Um, could it be a cult? Could it be a scam? Could it be drugs? So many different things that it could be. Or some type of religious aspect of it, which can kind of fall under a cult, I guess, right? Um, Marvel at his tricks. Need your Sunday fix. Blind devotion came. Rotting your brain. Chain, chain, join the endless chain. Taken by his glamour. Fame, fame, infection is the game. 
stinking drunk with power, we see. Time for lust, time for lie, time to kiss your ass goodbye, if you hear it live. Send me money, send me green, heaven you will meet, make a contribution and you'll get the better seat. Bow to Lepa Messiah. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, talk about this is 1986. This is really some fucking powerful shit. Here, let's continue on.
Absolutely, and that is Leopard Messiah. I just, I just, you know, the heaviness, the different style of tempo, speeding up, the way James is speaking these lyrics, just unbelievable. But our final verse there, witchery, weakening, see the sheep saw gathering, set the trap, hypnotize, now you follow. Time for lust, time for lie, time to kiss your life goodbye. Send me money, send me green, heaven you will meet. Make a contribution and you'll get the better seat. And then, of course, we got some about 40 seconds of just unrelentless thrash metal before lies, 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 lies. Boom. But what's unique about the song, uh, besides every aspect of it, is I like the end, how it ends with the drumming, like, you know, there's a couple songs that they do that with Creeping Death. Um, yeah, um, Bells, when you hear it live, there's a couple songs that um, that they do that with. That's actually really cool. So now, on to the fun part. So now, this is how it sounds when you're live. And, you know, at the same time, remember, I, I, I told you guys very honestly that, um, you know, going into Metallica, you know, there was a lot of songs that I saw that first show that I didn't know. This was one of them. I didn't know Leopard Messiah like that. So it was great to hear it. And then... Um, now when you actually turn around <laughs> and you look back and you're thinking like, wow, I cannot believe that this actually happened and I was actually there. Like just, it's just unbelievable. So here it is, Leopard Messiah.
bam, bam, bam. And my apologies here. I always I always mix them up, but that was actually from second show that I ever was. I got Orion at the Apollo. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, in the first two concerts that I saw Metallica, I got to hear songs that normally don't get heard that I haven't heard for 20 shows later, again, for the second time that I've ever heard them. Uh, that would be um, Orion, Leper Messiah, and Disposable Heroes. You don't hear those often. Uh, happy birthday, Master of Puppets. Bringing us down into Genius of the Week here, and this is a real doozy for you all. Um, been, been saving these because they're just... They're just really, they're really just too funny because you, you think about it like these people, right? And they, they turn around and, you know, it, it's just, it cracks me up how you get away with so many things and how many things happen and in the world and, you know, it just never ends. So our dear buddy, Anthony Akers of Richland, Washington. It's our genius of the week here. And, and you got you to gotta take a look at this guy's mugshot. All right. So Wanted Wednesday. All right. Anthony Akers, 38, is wanted by the Department of Corrections for failure to comply. If you have any information, please call and they provide a number. So Anthony, genius that he is, sees this on Facebook and responds, calm down. I'm going to turn myself in. <laughs> Two days later, police reach out to him via Facebook. Hey, Anthony, we haven't seen you yet. Our business hours are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Of course, if you need a ride, you can call non-emergency, provided a number, and we will come and pick you up. <laughs> dude, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck? I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> You respond to your own wanted ad. The guy was in for minimal charges. Probably just said, fuck it. You know, like, let's just make a joke of this. He ended up staying, I think, 30 or something days in jail. I mean, <laughs> how do you respond to your own wanted ad? That's, you know, that's just, oh, man, that's just like saying, you know, I'm here to take a withdrawal, okay? But I don't have an account with you. So put the fucking money in a bag and don't hit the distress sign. <laughs> No, they're two completely different things. But still, come on, you can't, you cannot turn around, and you cannot respond to your own wanted ad, especially too, because there was probably something stupid over a parking ticket. Comical genius of the week, Anthony. You made the Deacon and Co show. Thank you. Rapids here, ladies, gentlemen, decoholics of all ages. Uh, is there any metal album out there better than Master of Puppets? Well, no. Um, actually, maybe Ride the Lightning. No, just kidding. Um, of course, that would be the answer for me. Uh, no, there is no metal album. I've come to the terms that those eight songs, all right, produced the best metal album of all time. Good luck trying for anyone who thinks that in 2023 that you're going to create an album better than that one. Rapid number two here. What is the most valuable piece in the collection? Well, oh, <laughs> Shouldn't be too long of the tooth here with things that you have, you know, in case anybody comes and steals your shit. But uh, I have an authentic uh, Matchbox Freddy Krueger polstering doll that's worth some coin. Um, it was a gift from a dear friend of mine, Nay, many years back. Um, and it has the original um, writing um, or the original price tag on it of twenty nine ninety five, And a lot of them don't. 
a lot of people took that thing off and that is actually what makes it a little more valuable but nevertheless that is probably the most valuable piece in the collection rapid number three here and our last one of the day here with the addition of patrick kane 88 will the rangers be favorited to win the stanley cup well, we didn't speak about this earlier, but the trade line, trade deadline has come and gone, and the Rangers capitalized huge on this with Vladimir Tarasenko and with Patrick Kane. It makes them contenders, but you still have to remember they're playing the best team in the East this afternoon in just a little while in the Boston Bruins, and that is the team that's favored to win it all, uh, breaking records, going um, gonna to come to short-term... Um, they're having a lot of injuries, but finding guys to step up and keep the streak going and good play going for Boston. Their goalies are both great, and uh, it's going to be good. I expect the Rangers and the Bruins in the finals uh, for the East. I don't know. Um, you got a lot of tough teams that will go ahead, and you know we'll see what happens, what hot teams come in, but those two are definitely certainly right now. Patrick Kane coming on to the Rangers and the things that go on. We can talk about that on next week's episode. Um, it just the, the, the things that have been going with, on with these three-way teams, uh, even in basketball, we saw it. We saw it in hockey, okay, where in the short realm of things, all right, what's going on is they're turning around and buying uh, some salary caps uh, or rather contracts and in exchange for conditional draft picks or draft picks now or in the future, whatever the scenario is, and it's allowing these guys to move and this is for happening. You gotta keep in mind that when you get players like this, unless you resign them, they're they're kind of rent the players. So definitely glad that both of these players are on the Rangers and let's see what's happening this afternoon. Uh corner of positivity today. Well, this is something that Cliff Burton said uh, on Master of Puppets. Um and it just, it's just one of those mind-blowing things to thinking about, um, you know, how how that they had a problem that thing was almost not going to be on the album. But um, stealing a line here from uh, Flea, when he inducted the um, greatest band that ever lived into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he said, this is thrash metal in your fucking face. And nobody has seen anything like it. The world was not ready for it. That is the scenario here with Master of Puppets. But I have a quote here from somebody who is very close to me when it comes to comedy. Um, and when it comes to just running programs well. Um, I was a guest DJ um, on a set list show. Now, I don't want to say a set list show, but I had to give an hour set list. And I could have given the new song. I could have given anything I wanted. But I gave three songs. And those three songs were from Master of Puppets. I went on and had a killer show. Got asked to come back on the show uh, a couple months. Um, so when it, when it comes and airs, I'll be able to send the link with you guys. But the corner of positivity comes from my dear friend Brad. Who turns around and says, There is nothing like Master of Puppets. That can never be recreated, retried, or repossessed. Leave it alone. And that's the quote of the week. Positivity Corner. You don't turn around and you have people like Cliff Burton who come and say shit. Who have changed and pioneered the way of bass guitar. Okay? And this is a perfect fucking 
example of what he did and what he meant for this band. Make comments about the world wasn't ready from Flea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than then. This is a great fucking album. Um, final thoughts. That was uh, episode 119.37. Again, happy birthday to Master of Puppets. Wonderful Pistachios now created um, Honey Roasted. While you're filling out all your emails and your opinions of everything that has to get done at uh, Deacon and Co. Show at gmail.com, let me know if you guys have had these wonderful pistachios, honey roasted. I'm a big fan of pistachios and a big fan of, of um, you know, healthy snacks and stuff like that. Almonds, um, cashews aren't really so healthy. I don't really eat them that much. But honey roasted peanuts and shit like that, right? So these things just, they just don't go together. The combination of the salt and the honey roasted seasoning, it just doesn't go together. But let me know your thoughts there. One last surprise I had for you guys as we exit this week's show, right? I just wanted to let you guys know, again, once again, I'm thankful for every aspect of what this album brings me. And I will conclude you with the performance from the induction ceremony for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Two songs that were played, Master of Puppets and, of course, Waiting for an Answer, Decaholics, <laughs> Enter Sandman. Um, that order. So I think that it's important. But with the birthday of Jason Newstead today and the birthday of Master of Puppets yesterday, when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you had not only Rob on bass, but also Jason Newstead as well. So hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. This was 37. A little longer, but we're in celebration mode. Um, majors of Social, we're going to let everyone know what everyone's thoughts are on the second best uh, song next week, along with uh, some other cool shit that happens next week and the feedback about everything else from this week's episode. Everybody stay safe. Enjoy your weekends. But for now, Deacon is out. And here is Master of Puppets.
Ha, ha, ha.